The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At the door. For, for those joining us for a God willing service for the first time, this is a supernatural service. So say to your neighbor, welcome to the supernatural. Say it boldly, boldly, boldly. Amen. Because we've been doing a lot of things boldly recently. Now, of course, the way God works with us is instantly, silently, and completely. God has healed us already. Those of us that have come trusting God, I believe God, release your faith. God has raised his hand upon us already. So don't wait for any particular time. God is with you right there. Well, it's a good place to clap. So, with Jesus is whosoever will. So let your focus today be on Jesus and Jesus alone. Your focus will be on who? And Jesus alone. Welcome everybody joining us over the internet. We are confident that God will stretch out his hands and heal you also in Jesus' name. So I just go ahead into the word of God this morning, walking on water. Our text is Matthew chapter 14, Matthew 14 from verse 22 to 33. Matthew 14, 22 to 33. The word of God says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen and they were frightened, fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on water. Everybody say walking on water. That's not the end. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. It is I, don't be afraid. Then Peter, I was a Peter, called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. I was walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. 
You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Praise the name of the Lord. The story before us, Jesus coming, walking on water, and it's interesting that when they had a party, because they practically had a party when um, Jesus fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Everybody ate and all that stuff. So there will be a lot of mess and there will be a lot of work sending the people away. It is interesting that Jesus said to his disciples, you go, I will wash the dishes. Amazing. Doesn't that just turn our leadership upside down? Jesus said to them, you go, I will send the people away. This is at least 15,000 people. And Jesus himself catered for the people, shook them. Thank you for coming to church today. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for coming to church today. And he, he said all of them, his hands must have been sore. Those of us in leadership, we need to learn from Jesus, really. Jesus could have said, let me go into the cruise boat and you guys sort out the mess. Jesus said, no, you guys go ahead. Let me sort out the mess. Wow. Praise the Lord. And while they were on the journey that Jesus sent them on, Storms arose. There was turbulence. The ship or the boat they were in was about to capsize. And it's instructive that, you know, because many times we don't want storms in our lives. We, 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 don't, we are not interested in the storms. In fact, a lot of the prayer we pray is to pray away the storms. Is to pray away the storm. I will try very hard to, to get rid of the storm. You see, but you see, I'm here to say to you that the storms you face presents you an opportunity to experience a different dimension of Jesus. The storms you face in your life, if they didn't face that storm, they wouldn't have known that Jesus could walk on water. The storms you are facing is going to bring a fresh revelation of Jesus in your life, in Jesus' name. Just like the three Hebrew children, they were thrown into the fairy furnace. While they were in the fairy furnace, the, uh, the, the king say, said, we threw three into the furnace. But the similitude of the fourth person, there are four people in the furnace. And the similitude is like the similitude of the Son of God. So, sometimes it's the fire, it's the storms that we go through that exposes us to a fresh dimension of Jesus. So, don't be discouraged. Say to your neighbor, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. And when you look at water particularly, God has done many things with water. Has done many miracles with water. God has turned water into blood. Jesus has turned water into wine. 
Moses has told water to part and the children of Israel walked on dry land. Joshua repeated the same thing with Jordan. Elisha repeated the same thing with Jordan. It's, it, it, it's so interesting, but we had never seen God or man, anyone, or God empowering any man to walk on water. God even fights with water. God fights with water. In the days of Noah, what happened? God fought with water. And we have been praying from the, the time the vigil started that the forces on earth, there are forces on earth. There are forces on earth, believe me. The forces of, on earth will work in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, so everyone that has determined that you will not reach your destiny, for instance, God can fight them with the water they are drinking. In fact, I, I, I decree that let, let the water begin to fight them. <laughs> you know, fella wrote the song, Water. You don't get any of it. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to be singing that song. This is church. I'm sorry. What's that so universal that it's not supposed to have any enemy? But God can make the most friendly element become dangerous to our enemies. I'm saying to you today, that by the time you step foot out of here, the forces of this earth will begin to work in your favor. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. The earth will work in your favor. The sun will work in your favor. The wind will work in your favor. And water will work in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now back to our story. Who constrained the disciples to get on the boat? Jesus. In fact, the word, the, the word of God says that Jesus constrained them to work, go, go on the boat. In other words, it's a very strong word. It means he forced them. It means he practically kicked Judas. Enter the boat. My friend, you know, Judas is the fall guy. He always takes the fall. You know, enter the boat. And he forced them into the boat. Now, Jesus forced them on a journey. Only for them to experience storms. I mean, doesn't that just mess up your theology? Right there. Jesus didn't only send them on that journey. He forced them to go on the journey. Shouldn't it be an easy ride? Shouldn't it be an easy ride? If God told you to go on a journey, the maker of the heavens and the earth, if I didn't tell you to go, he forced you to go on that journey. Shouldn't you just sail through? And many of us in our lives, God has constrained trained us, he conscripted us as it were on an assignment and we are seeing the storms and we are, we are saying, doubting we are like God, did, I, did you send me on this, on this mission, I'm here to say to you don't be afraid, Jesus is coming walking on water to meet you in the mighty name of Jesus so you may feel funny but don't be discouraged because God's leading does not guarantee a storm-free 
journey. The fact that God is leading you to marry that man does not mean you will not drink Gary for a season. Just for a season. <laughs> when you are drinking Gary, don't say, oh, why me, oh God? Why me? Because the same mouth that drank the Gary, we eat burger. Say amen, come on. <laughs> you see, working with God is so adventurous. In fact, if you, have, if you have a boring life, follow Jesus. If your life is boring, follow Jesus. It will so mess you up. It will so take you through highs and lows and highs and lows. And it, will, it, will, it, will, it will like a roller coaster. But he never fails. Praise the name of the Lord. He never fails. Well, can clap for Jesus for being consistent. Totally. Totally reliable. Totally reliable. I can say to you, by the grace of God, as somebody that has worked with God for about 19 years, that you, there is a roller coaster. But one thing that I've discovered is it can never, never fail. He can never, never fail. He can never. Jesus, the same for air. Okay, so quickly, what does, it, what does it mean to work on water? You know, some of us, when we heard that um, theme, we're like, working on water, okay. I really need to see, maybe pastor will put a pool here, and the guy will work on water. He likes dramatizing things, so that we can see him sink. <laughs> I'm not going to sink in Jesus' name. Working on water means God causing you to work on water means God making a way where there seems to be no way. When you are traveling and you, you just take the children of Israel, when they, when they met the Red Sea, when you are traveling and you meet water, do you continue? You shouldn't. Except you can swim. So God causing you to walk on water, it means that God will make a way where there seems to be no way in your life in Jesus' name. You may be here and you're like, how will I get out of this situation? How did I even find myself in this situation? God has brought you here for a purpose because he's going to make a way for you even where there seems to be no way. What does it mean to walk on water? What it means to walk on water is, I'm going very, very quickly now, it means that journeys that would normally destroy other people will be safe passage for you. It means journeys that would normally dis destroy other people. Everyone, what I can destroy you, try and walk on the bad beach, say I want to go to um, Spain and go on the Atlantic. It says because I heard that it connects to, to Lisbon and, to, and all that. Then to Portugal. Then Go and walk. There's no way there. Praise the name of the Lord. So, you, you will find that by the time you leave this service, I'm telling you what will happen. By the time you leave this service, you will do things that people that want to copy you will get into trouble. 
but, but, but you will have gone. And you're like, how did she go? How did he go? Hallelujah. You, 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 and and it, the, the beauty of it is that many times you yourself, you don't know. You don't know. Six months ago, when we moved into this land, we were worshipping on a swamp. Even three months ago, the wind almost took out our net, tent over our head. But there we are today. How did we get here? I don't know. I don't know. As in the details, I don't know. Honestly, I think about it. Sometimes I get scared. Don't try and copy us. Just an advice. Working on water means doing the seemingly impossible. Doing the seemingly impossible. So the things that, again, I'm saying this by the Spirit of God, I'm telling you what will happen. I'm telling you what will begin to happen as you live here. You begin to do things that they will say to you that your father, there's no one in your generation that has been able to do this before. Then you will remember that the word of the Lord has come to pass. Praise the name of the Lord. So, that is it. That's what it means to walk on water. So, how do we walk on water? Very simple. It's in the Bible that you read. So, how do we walk on water? The first thing which we have been hammering on since, I mean, the beginning of this week, about a month practically, but, you know, the peak was last week when we talked about bold prayers. The first thing is pray bold prayers. Do you want to walk on water? Ask God for bold things. Make bold requests. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. God is not afraid. You shouldn't be. Now, I mean, look at it. There was storm. The boat was still shaking. Everybody saw Jesus. They thought he was a ghost. What was Peter's request? For crying out loud. Peteru, what was his request? Big mouth Peter. What was his request? Shouldn't he have said, Jesus, calm the storm and quickly enter this boat so that we can go to where we are going? I mean, that is a, and that would have been a miracle. Shouldn't he have just said, if you want to keep working, keep working, but please let our own boat get to the destination? That is a logical thing. I mean, that's that what probably I would say. And Jesus, you like walking on water? Keep walking on water. This boat, just let it get to the destination. But what did Peter say? If it is you, tell me to come on the water. Ah, ah, Peteru. If it's, come on, that is so out of this world. How did he think about that? You are in the middle of a crisis. How on earth did he think about that? Peter imagined what would it be to walk on water? He saw Jesus walking on water, and Peter imagined, how will it feel 
to walk on water. Many of us, we need to let our imagination lose. We, we really, really need to let our imagination lose. Imagine how will it be to fill in the blanks? How will it be to... And as human beings, God has blessed us with that ability, that unique ability to imagine things. Human beings have this amazing ability to visualize the impossible. Amazing ability. Before, this, before we moved into this place and all that, we visualized it. I spoke with Pastor Bola. I spoke with someone else. We sketched it. We, we, this is how it's going to look like. Months before now. This is, this is going to be here. This is going to be here. Those things didn't exist, number one. Number two, we didn't even have the money to do it. We didn't have the money to do it. But we had the imagination. But he is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all, we can ask for what? Or imagine. Or imagine. Or imagine. God wants to blow your imagination, if you will. If you check other animals, they really don't imagine. Can, have you ever seen the ants that says that, oh, I want to fly today. It's only man that can say, I want to fly. And man ended up flying. It's only man. I don't understand man. I don't. The bird that says, today I want to swim. I want to go under the water. What will happen to the bird? It's gone. But man has this unique ability to visualize things and bring it to pass. So you need to let your imagination lose when you see people that are, do, that are walking on water, quote and unquote, what goes through your mind? What goes through your mind? When you see, when you see let's say, a Bill Gates, for instance, the man is walking on water, money water. What goes through your mind? What goes through your mind? Is it, oh yeah, those are special people. Those things don't happen to people like me. For those of you that like, you know, maybe you like playing football, you see Messi or Ronaldo, depending on your preference, or Neymar. What goes through your mind? What goes through your mind? Oh, those guys are the superstars, right? We are commoners. But not Peter. Peter said, if Messi can dribble, I can dribble. If Ronaldo can score, I can score. If Jesus can walk on water, I can walk on water. Now, I want to pause in this place because I, I need us to get this. If we get this, that's it. Peter saw Jesus walking on water. Now, look at the scenario. In that same boat, there was Bartholomew. There was Thaddeus, there was Matthew, there was, there was Judas, Judas, there was Thomas. <laughs> Imagine what Thomas would have said when Peter said, Jesus, if it is you, bid me to come. What did Thomas say? 
Le roi vous l'a fait. Eh, Peter, eh, eh, eh. Softly, softly, oh. Softly, oh. Peter, softly, oh. And that's what Thomas would have said. But, but Peter, you see, you need, to, you need to relate with God as a child. You need to relate with God as a child. Peter saw Jesus and said, Jesus, me too. I want to walk on water. Ignoring. One of the things you will learn about children is children know they are, they are experts in saying me too. I, 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 I just like to hang out in the junior church. Sometimes when, I, when, when you know, we run two services normally. So maybe after the first service, I'm really flat out. I, I, I don't even want to pray. And I still have to preach the second service. Pastor, you don't want to pray. You want to, yes, it happens to me. And I'm just totally flat out. I'll just go to the junior church. And just hang around those children. Just five minutes. By the time I come out, I'm fired up again. Well, you say, hey, finally, we've known the secret of his anointing. There you go. So one day, I think we are fasting. I made the mistake of carrying, as soon as they see me also, you know, they love me too, you know. If we go together, they will just ignore you and come and greet me. No offense. And one of them just say, oh, pastor. Usually, you know, I just carried him. As I put him down, and I person say, me too. I said, I don't know. A lady, a girl came. Pastor, me too. 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 By the time I was done, <laughs> even though I was refreshed spiritually, I was exhausted. I was like, who sent you? Femi, who sent you? So like today, this morning, they, they, one of them came, lifted up his hand, I gave him my five. <laughs> and guess what happened? At least 15 other children came for high five. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Now imagine what would have happened as Peter stepped off the boat and Bartholomew said, Me too. Imagine. Imagine what would have happened if Tedios, Tedios says, Me too. Jesus, me too. Even if Thomas, Thomas, Thomas say, Me. Me too. Imagine what would have happened. The boat would have been redundant. They would have been all walking on water. Going to the land. Hallelujah. If only, if only we would be like children. If only we would take the lead of our imagination and just be like children with God. That's why with God, I'm just like a child. If you hear me pray, you will laugh. If you offend me, you know what I do? I report to God. Eh, I do. That's what I do. I report you to God. Why? Pastor, that's so childish. Yes. That's the whole point. We need to deal with God as what? 
children. So the first thing, children make bold requests. Bold requests. A child is at the balcony. The father is downstairs. And the child asks the father, should I jump? Will you catch me? If the father says yes, what do you think the child will do? He will jump. That is how bold our request should be before God. Because we know that he has an everlasting harm. And he can catch us. Praise the name of the Lord. He has an everlasting harm. So the first thing we need to do, make bold requests. Well, work on water, make bold requests. Second thing you need to do, get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. Obedience. You cannot stay in the boat and walk on water. You cannot stay in the boat and walk on water. You have made the request. God has given you the nudge. Then step out of the boat. Because human beings don't just have the amazing ability to visualize things. They have the amazing ability to materialize things. You have prayed bold prayers. Now it is time to take bold steps. You have prayed bold prayers. You have been praying bold prayers. Now it is time to take bold actions. There are many, many imaginative, intelligent poppers on the streets. I meet a lot of people that they are, they, the word to describe them is they are geniuses. But they remain poor and mediocre. Not because they are in Nigeria and the system doesn't work. No. Because many of them will not do what they should do to change the idea into reality. Many of them won't do it. You try to force them, you become their enemy. I'm telling you, I have a lot of experience in that area. <laughs> so it is time you stop accepting that you are less and start accepting that you can be more. It's time you, st you stop accepting that you are less. And start accepting that you can be more. Yes, I thank God for what God has done. But, but as the song said, this is just the beginning. Oh, yes. Okay. So the first thing you do is what? Make bold prayers, requests. Second thing you do is what? Get out of the boat. Just get out of the boat. Jesus said, move, move. The third thing you do is keep your eyes on Jesus. You see, walking on water is peculiar because every step is a miracle that requires faith. The fact that you've taken one step and you're standing on one step, the other step you're taking is still going to be on water. So you really need to sustain that faith to keep it solid. Then the next step you are taking is going to be what? On water. Every step requires a miracle. Verse 29. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind, excuse me, how do you see wind? How do you see wind? You really can't see wind. But you can see the waves. But you saw the waves and the wind. You know why? It's simple. Because 
fear um, exaggerates. Fear is based on exaggeration. Yes, this, the waves are there. But yes, Jesus is also there. So, what determines whether you swim or sink is where is your focus. And it happens in churches. You come to church. You see, believe me, the church is filled with people that are not perfect. We all are not perfect. So, some people are so fixated on other people's errors. Oh, how can that person be an usher? Oh, how can that person be a... Fill in the blank. If you do that, you will sink. You will sink. Guaranteed. That's why you are sinking. You need to change your focus to Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Look, I learned this a long time ago. I told you, by the grace of God, 19 years in working with God, what will keep you is focusing on Jesus and Jesus alone. Everybody say Jesus. So when you take your eyes off him, you begin to, to sink. And interestingly, you know, Jesus is just amazing. The Bible says that immediately Jesus reached out and grabbed him. Now, that is so loaded, you know, but I just mentioned a few things. Number one, Jesus saw him sinking. And he was watching. Until Peter cried out. Jesus was watching. Many times, until you cry out, as if God is watching you. Which is why you have to cry out today. Jesus, thou son of David, have what? Mercy on me. But the Bible says immediately he cried out, immediately Jesus reached out and grabbed him. I mean, it's just so full of compassion. So full of compassion. If you're a leader, I mean, whether you're leading, maybe you're a parent or, you know, or whatever form of leadership you, are, you have. And, and, and the people, the person you are leading, you know, doubts you. For egocentric leaders, that's a big issue. Some husbands can't take it. How can you doubt me? As some of us, while Peter was thinking, even though he's crying for help, we let him drink some water. Drink some water a little bit, maybe two gallons. Then I will help you out. Then you will learn your lesson. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus just immediately, amazing Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. So I said to myself, why would Jesus say to Peter, come and walk on water in the first place? Why would he? Even if Peter makes a stupid request, should Jesus be mature enough if a child makes a stupid request, you that you are the adult, should, why would you ask him to walk on water? Why did Jesus say, agree to Peter, walk on water, to walk on water? Why? Because if you look at it, what's the value of walking on water? I mean, is that the issue? The, the, the boat is about to sink. Is the issue walking on water? So it's, if you look at it on the surface, it's totally irrelevant. That request is totally irrelevant. Why would Jesus grant an apparently irrelevant request? Simple, two reasons. Number one, because, listen to this, the Peter that walked out of the boat was not the Peter that came back into the boat. Totally different. 
God will allow you to go through certain things. So that by the time you come back, you are a changed person. You're a different person. So the experiences that Peter went through by climbing out of the boat, walking on water, all that drama of sinking, getting up. I guess what? He and Jesus walked back on the boat, you know. Jesus didn't carry him. So walking back on the boat, how can you teach that experience to Bartholomew or to Thomas? You can't teach it. So God needs to take you through what he needs to take you through so that you can become who he has created you to become. As first reason. The second reason is he stepped out of the boat again alone, but he came back accompanied with Jesus. Thank you, Jerry. Just one, only one person in that place that always claps and gets the revelation. I'm not saying you should clap if you don't want to clap. That's fine. <clears throat> I'm just encouraging the guy or the lady or whoever. Now, he went out alone and came back with Jesus. Any journey you go alone and come back with Jesus is worth it. Any journey. You go out alone and come back with Jesus. Ah, uh-uh. Totally, totally worth it. So as I round up this teaching this morning, you may be here and your heart, you want to say, Pastor, me too. Me too. Peter walked on water. Me too. Me too, Lord. Me too. But you know that even beckoning on Jesus is the first thing you need to do. Calling out on him is the first thing we need to do. To him. So I want to pray with you. If you are here, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You want to walk on water. You want to say like the children said, says to me, me too, pastor, me too, pastor, me too. You want to say to Jesus, me too. And you know that you are not born again. Where do you start from? Calling out to him today. Or, or, or you used to be born again, but you've, you've backslidden. You know you're not with God anymore. At least as at now. You want to come back to Jesus? Have mercy upon me. I want to pray with you right now. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. I want to pray with you right now. They're saying, Pastor, that is me. I will be like that, like the children, unashamed. I will say, me too. Wherever you are, put up your hand now. I want to pray with you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Over there. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. At the back. Over there. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. That is me. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my sister. That is me. That is me. God bless you. Over there. That corner. God bless you. At that corner over there. There's a hand there. God bless you. I can see that hand. Another hand there. God bless you. Do we have an overflow? At the overflow, the ushers we attend to you. Keep the hands up. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Another hand there. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. If you have the card, you can put it down your hand for now and cry to God. Put down your hand for now. I'm going to call you forward shortly. That is me. I need me to Jesus. Put up that hand. God bless you. Put up your hand. Put up your hand well. God bless you. Put it up well. God bless you. Right in front here. Right in front here. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. 
Keep the hands up. Brothers and sisters, let's, let's pray. Let's, let's, let's just pray about what we have heard. Let's keep our focus on God. Please don't get distracted. Let's keep our focus on God. Let's keep our focus on God. That is me. That is me. Put up the hand. If you have the card, I need you to get up on your feet and come forward. Come and take the steps. I know you, you, feel, you may feel awkward. It, it may feel like you are walking on water even right now. But take that step and come forward. The ushers are going to help you. The ushers are going to help you. God bless you. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Come forward, make your way forward. That I may walk with you. Once you are in front, I want you to cry to God. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. I have come to you, Jesus. I have come to you, Jesus. I have come to you, Jesus. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. If you overflow, God bless you. We'll wait for you. that you have drawn to yourself, we ask in the name of Jesus that you lay your hands upon them and cleanse them, receive them into your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. They, they have walked on water already. They've, 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 they've taken this step. They've come to you, Lord. Everything that is lacking in their life, supply, my Father. Save them to the uttermost. Let your name be glorified. Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Okay, for those of us who come, please look up.